Fatherhood is fascinating. One day you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thanks for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a seven-year-old named Naomi, and I started Positively Dad earlier this year just as a resource to connect with dads. There, there just aren't a bunch for us, right? Most of the parenting things you find out there are for mom. And, and, and when I found out I was going to be a dad seven years ago, I said, hey, I want to be the best one. And I went out to look for resources. There weren't any. And after sitting on this idea for a while, finally, earlier this year, we launched it. And I'm so grateful that you've listened. The goal with Positively Dad is just to talk about things that we aren't probably talking about that are going to help us be better parents, better partners, uh, and just better men. And, And so I trust that that's what we've been doing for you so far. It's been so exciting to do this. And I want to thank everyone first who has followed us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We're over 2,000 followers on Facebook, which has just blown me away. We've had nearly 2,000 downloads of the podcast already. And, uh, you know, I'm just doing this on my own. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have today. I saw a study a couple of weeks ago that came out of the University of Michigan. Sarah Clark did the study there. And she looked at kind of what happens when we're judging parents? And hey, I've done it, you've done it, we've all done it, where we look around and, oh, I wouldn't do it that way, or I don't know about that. And, and you'll hear a lot about mom shaming. Uh, you know, you can, in fact, you'll hear us talk about it. You can Google it, look it up, it's everywhere. What about dad shaming? Like, is that something that exists? Do people, like, say things to dads and, ju- and, and, and make judgmental comments and things about the way dad is parenting? And the answer is yes. And that's what we're going to look at today is, first of all, what is it? Um, what usually brings it on? And then what do you do about it as a dad or as a partner to just you know be mindful of how the things that we say and what we do and how we act really matters. So that's what we're going to look at today. Then at the end of the podcast, we always bring Naomi on. She's my seven-year-old. We always bring her on to talk about something, and she just talks about whatever she wants to talk about, and that's what we do in the Kids Corner. So let's jump right in. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, your, your study really got my attention. If you go on Google and you type in mom shaming, there's 7,242 billion posts, right? Yep. If if I go on Google and I type dad shaming, only your study comes up. Well, and I have to admit, I got to dad shaming through mom shaming. Well, tell me about that. So about two years ago, um, our CS Mott Children's Hospital National Poll on Children's Health, I'm the director of that, um, we looked into mom shaming because, you know, parents' uh, health and well-being and sense of being able to be a good parent has an impact on child health. So we wanted to study that. And as I was doing the various interviews for our mom shaming study, I kept getting asked about dads. And I said, you know what, that's a good question, and it's a group that we don't want to forget. So that was the sort of the pathway to this study. Fascinating. And so, well, I'm glad that you discovered it. I think we've seen a change, and you would probably know this from your research, we've seen a change in dad's role in parenting over the last couple of generations. We've seen 
just a, there's been a change. And so I guess it's not surprising that dads would have some of the same sort of thing happen as well. What, what was it in your research that you found that surprised you the most? So the, I guess it was a little bit surprising though. I, though I will say I kind of expected it. Um, the biggest thing was that the most common source of criticism for the dads was the other parent. Often the mom, not always. It's uh, sometimes, uh, obviously, it can be another dad. But um, it is that criticism within the home from somebody who you're supposed to be partners with in parenting. Uh, mm -hmm. But too often, that's not what happens. Well, your study said that I think it was like more than half of the times that dads talked about some sort of dad shaming, that that came from whomever they were partnering with in the parenting, whether it be mom or somebody else, that that's traditionally where it came from. Did you, when you looked at mom shaming, was it about the same or were moms experiencing it from other moms? Moms really had um, a more distributed sense of shaming. So mm -hmm. um, actually moms reported uh, less shaming from the other parent, okay. uh, from dads. Uh, moms really got it from their parents and the, the in-laws uh, kind of equally, and then a little bit from, from other moms and other people. So they were very distributed. Dads much more so feeling like it came from the moms. And, you know, you mentioned a second ago that dad's role in parenting, um, that's been evolving over the last few generations, but in terms of this type of criticism, I actually feel like some of it comes from some very stereotypical uh, gender views of um, moms knowing more about how to be a good parent. And I think one of the things that we found was a lot of dads felt like the criticism that they got wasn't really fair. And you can see that. In our study, when the dads describe what the criticism was about. So there is a good chunk of the time where the criticism is about what I would call style differences between moms and dads. Things like being too rough with the kid or not paying close enough attention. You know, we know from other research that there are these style differences between the way moms interact with their kids and dads interact with their kids. And it's not that those style differences say one is better than the other. They're just different. And in fact, for kids, it's actually good to be able to interact in different ways with the adults in their lives. But I, I think sometimes moms fall into um, maybe some gender stereotype traps when they are criticizing fathers. Interesting. What's so important about kids having different types of engagement with their parents? I think there are um, things around kids learning to be flexible, um, kids learning to be adaptable, kids recognizing sort of uh, different patterns of interaction, and then just different, um, you know, with regard to physical development being active, doing some of that, you know, soft, rough housing um, can be really good for kids in terms of getting them uh, to be, um, uh, you know, kind of push their physical limits and explore and do more. And then when you think about things like um, paying close attention, 
you know, there's a real fine line between uh, having adequate supervision and hovering. Mm. So we don't want to be on the on the too little supervision um, end of things, but we don't also want to be on the you know so close that it's invasive end of supervision either. Yeah, we talk about helicopter parenting, that sort of thing. So yeah, you don't want to do that. And you've probably seen it, and I've seen it. That can start really early. And what it does is sort of smothers that child's ability to, again, explore their limits, figure out what they can do. So I I think um, there have been other studies where they've shown that just in general, moms and dads have a little different stylistic approach to those kinds of things. Yeah, it makes the into kind of four major categories where dads experience some type of dad shame and 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 I, and I want to make it clear we're not throwing mom under the bus here dads are saying that they're they're hearing it from in-laws they're hearing it from other parents i mean it's not just mom bashing dad all the time and and yet there were kind of four areas though that you said that they do feel it you brought up a couple of them not paying attention to their kids enough and, and then playing a little bit too rough what were some of the other things that that they felt just kind of yep. kind of some shame about biggest one was discipline and to be honest that's the biggest one for moms too okay and imagine how challenging this is just in general um discipline requires the parent to think about best you know ideally do this in advance think about you know what behavior i want to um, uh, encourage, mold uh, in my kid, and then how are we going to get there? How are we going to use, um, you know, timeouts or other techniques or ignoring or rewarding? Discipline is actually a lot of work for parents, and it is super sure. easy for two parents to um, be disconnected in their approach to discipline, and it's really frustrating when one parent is trying to do a particular approach and the other parent does not have a consistent response, that really can not only confuse the kid, but that kind of thing can cause a lot of conflict between the parents. Um, And the other thing with discipline is that's where um, we get into the criticisms from other people, whether it's you know, grandparents or folks we encounter in the grocery store and on an airplane or whatever, because the discipline is when the child is having a behavior that other people notice. Um, And so oftentimes the situations involving discipline um, happen very publicly. And so when somebody says something, it's, it's embarrassing for parents and they remember it. And so it, Mm -hmm. it, it can hit home a little bit harder. It's, it's tough. It's a tough area. Well, parenting is tough, right? And then as parents, we each bring our own upbringing into it and right. um, and what we believe parenting should look like and what our role should look like, maybe based on how we were raised. So I imagine that can be an interesting dynamic between it is, parents. And you know, and you know it, it changes. So just when you think you got it, like, oh, okay, we're doing pretty well, then, you know, something happens and the kid starts going through a different phase. And, you know, sometimes parents feel like, oh, man, we're starting all over again. Yeah. You know, I found I travel a lot. And so one thing I found is that 
my wife will get into a routine with Naomi. We have a seven-year-old and they'll get into their routine and they've got their stuff figured out and Terry knows what she wants. And then I come home and it like just messes it all up, right? Sometimes. So the, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is the parents have got it. We've got to be on the same page and talk with each other and have some dialogue because we have the same goal. And do that away from the kid and not in the heat of the moment of a meltdown or another problem. But, you know, just try to, and it's hard. We're all busy and it is exhausting, but try to find that time alone where you're able to say, you know, how are things going right now? And what do we really, what's important at this stage of, of childhood? There's something else that you said in your study that was interesting to me. And that was, look, a lot of dads, when, when they would talk to whomever was, you know, questioning them about playing too rough or not paying attention or their discipline. I think you also talked about food, you know, heat, eating and diet um, that a lot of them said, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go learn more. I'm going to, you know, I want to grow as a dad. That's why we started this podcast. And then there about 20% of them though said it actually discouraged them from being involved. Tell me about that. That is the classic case where criticism can backfire. And, um, if whoever the criticizer is, but particularly if it's in the home, if the end result is the dad saying, well, I guess I'm not good enough, or um, I'm, I'm doing more harm than good, or I'll never live up to your standards, if that makes that dad say he wants to be less involved, or the other thing was nearly 30% said it made them feel less confident as a parent. Well, that's really not good. But if we turn it around back to your the first part of your statement, we did find that half of dads either looked for information or made some change in their parenting behavior. That means it can be done. There can be a, whether we call it a, a constructive criticism or a way of introducing, hey, you know, maybe we should look to see how that is that really how the car speed, that car seat is supposed to be? Hmm. There's a way to introduce the topic of maybe that behavior or that way of doing things isn't the best. We want to do that so that the dad has the positive reaction of looking into it or making the change as opposed to the negative reaction of losing confidence and wanting it and pulling back away from parenting. Yeah, I mean, what would happen if a dad just says, okay, I'm I'm out, you know, I'm I'm and, and not that he's leaving, it's just that okay, I'm not gonna get involved in that way. You take care of that. Is there an impact on their children? There completely is an impact on the child because again, we're sending these mixed messages where, you know, in the kid's mind, we I have two people, two big people that are in charge of me and are, you know, kind of on equal footing in the home. And I think kids are pretty intuitive about picking up on that imbalance. And the other thing is, over time, that kind of thing can just cause resentment and a lot of, you know, a lot of tension in a household. And, and that part isn't good for kids either. So I, I, I that is, um, I found that to be really a disheartening part of our study, um, that one in five dads admitted that they had the feeling of wanting to be less involved because they were being criticized about their parenting style and their parenting choices. So as dads, we want to be aware of what, you know, what 
we need to know to raise our kids and be really engaged and at the same time be open to what we can do to get better. The, now let's take it outside the house for a minute because it's not all, you know, the criticism isn't just coming from inside the house. Right. It can come from outside of it as well. Or maybe just dad feels, I, I imagine you found some stuff that where dad just might feel secondary when they get outside the house, whether it's school or involved in activities or things like that. What did you find there and how is that impacting dads? You are exactly right. So two places that we found this was at at the school and at the healthcare provider. <clears throat> so there were over 10% of dads who said that they felt that a teacher at their kid's school assumed that they weren't very knowledgeable about their kid's needs or behavior, and about the same number felt that there was an assumption by somebody at the doctor's office that they weren't very knowledgeable about their child's health. And that kind of insidious um, uh, assumption or implication also can really undercut dad's feelings of confidence and um, their sense of really being an important influence on their child's uh, health and well-being. And so I, I really hope that by um, uh, disseminating this report and the information about this study, that we reach people uh, who are working in schools, who are working in healthcare settings, and challenge them to make sure that they're not sending inadvertent negative messages to dads about, well, clearly you don't know anything. Let me let me wait till mom gets here and we'll have a conversation. No, we want to be involving dads as much as possible in conversations about their kids. Yeah. So what advice would you give to educators and healthcare professionals? I would say uh, talk to uh, parents equally. Um, include dads as much as possible in the various forms of communication. You know, nearly a quarter of dads in this study said that they have felt excluded from communication about their child's activities. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've talked with a lot of dads who say, at the beginning of the school year, we'll write down the phone numbers and the email addresses for both mom and dad Mom always gets the call. Mom is the one that's put on the email list. It's, uh, they said it's just uh, uh, happens over and over again. And I think what schools can do is um, not allow themselves to fall into that trap. It's fine to have two people on the email list for each child, um, or in some families even more. It's fine to call dad. Uh, if the kid is feeling sick and needs somebody to to come and pick him up, um, be purposeful in being inclusive. You know, that's really interesting. I, I found that with my daughter's school that at first I just felt like they didn't know what to do with me. Uh, I was very involved, right? I was there a lot and, and doing things with them. And it just felt like it was weird to them. And, and there were other dads there too. Definitely though, more moms coming in. Um, and I think it's the, it think goes back to those gender stereotypes, though. I think that's how people sure. think, like, yeah. oh, it's all his moms. Yeah. I remember growing up one time, if I were sick or not feeling well or something, they would, they'd call my mom so that she would know and can come pick me up. I remember one time specifically that I had gotten in trouble and uh, I was you know, lower elementary school and, and the 
the teacher said, all right, do you want me to call your dad? Like, do we need to call your dad? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm having this aha right now. If I needed some sort of care, they're calling mom. If I needed discipline, dad. Now, what I said was, I remember it vividly. I said, please, because he was going to be much nicer to me mom was going to be so i said yes call dad um so i just i'm I'm having this aha right now that that yeah it looks like we might break this up into just some old school stereotypes that we just need to get rid of and the the fact that you are there at the school and there are other dads there at the school and it's good for teachers to see the way you interact with both your child and with other students because my guess is if your daughter's school is like most elementary schools, the teaching staff is probably predominantly female. Sure, yeah. And so it's it's really good for them to see dads um, on an everyday basis and the way that uh, dads interact with kids and the way kids respond differently to dads. And again, it's not that one's better or worse. It's just there often is a little bit of a different vibe going on and kids like that. They like moms and they like dads. It's great to have both. Let's be inclusive. I had a former kindergarten teacher on a podcast episode earlier and she, her plea was dads, please come into the classroom. And she said, and when you do, you're, you're a, you're a, a, a rock star. I mean, you were, you know, a big deal to the faculty and, and to, and to the students, they love to see you. So yeah, it, it sounds like you're saying the same thing. And that's why it's so important that we don't send these inadvertent negative messages out. Because when when you as a a parent get a negative message of, yeah, 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 you don't have to worry about that. We'll have mom fill that out Mm -hmm. or or whatever. That's not welcoming you to that school. That's not telling you, hey, it's important for you to be here and be involved. That's telling you the opposite. So we don't want to have those um, that negative messaging undercut what we hope is the predominant message, which is, hey, we want parents to be here and be involved, and that means moms and dads. You got it. All right, so let's wrap it up with this. A couple of questions to wrap up. Number one, just to to the, the you, you gave some advice, I guess, to to healthcare professionals, to educators. What would you tell other people about whether it's you know the the partner in the parenting other family members friends what would you what advice would you give them when you know you're just curious about why dad's doing what he's doing and you want to share your thoughts with them so one if it's a style difference um try to approach it with humor um and try to acknowledge that um uh his way is different not better you know, that could be, huh, I never thought of doing it that way. That's really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Or have an approach that isn't, that doesn't come across as so critical, just acknowledging the difference. And then two, if it really is a situation where there may be a health or safety impact, then I think it's a, you know, I was just reading something about topic X. I wonder if I could find that because I never knew before that it could pose a risk of whatever. And so you can sometimes um, uh, couch things in the 
you know, I didn't know this innately because I am a mom, I am a grandma, I am the busybody neighbor that knows everything, Mm -hmm. but it can be couched in. There is new information coming out all the time. And I'm surprised at the things that I learned that was new information for me. And maybe you'd want to know it too. Yeah, that's good. And then what would you tell dads who just feel like, I need some support here. I'm I'm getting, you know, attacked from this way or feel bad about this. What advice would you give to dad? Dad, I would say, hey, I heard about this new study from the University of Michigan where it said that it's important that dads be involved with their kids. And sometimes dads get a lot of criticism unnecessarily just because they do things in the style that dads do. Yeah. And don't disconnect, right? Don't disconnect. Have a conversation. Talk with the school. Say, hey, please include me. Uh, talk, the to the, thing, talk to the right. medical team. Please include me. Talk to your spouse, your partner, and go, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Have a conversation. Yep. And just know that when you're standing up for your ability to be involved with your kid, you're doing the best thing for your kid. That child benefits by having an involved and engaged father. So do the best thing for your kid. And, you know, I I get that some days it's going to feel a little frustrating, maybe even overwhelming with Mm -hmm. the way other people can maybe discount your efforts, fight through it, and uh, uh, maybe you'll educate them at the same time that dads have their own way of being great parents. That's awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for doing the research and for taking time to join us today. I think you've, you've taught us a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much, James. What a great conversation with Sarah. I learned a lot. I trust you did too. And, and I think the standout for me is, look, we're, we're all going to parent differently. We're different people. We were brought up differently. We've got different ideas, different styles. So if most of the dad shaming is happening at home, then we've got to get on the same page as our partner and talk about stuff, right? Just to make sure we're moving in the same direction. And, um, and just acknowledge that, that the way each of us is going to raise our parent isn't necessarily wrong and, and it isn't probably bad, right? So, so let's just make sure we're moving in the right direction. Remember, we both have the same goal in mind of raising great kids and support each other as opposed to criticize. So we're going to wrap up Positively Dad the way we wrap up every episode. It's where my seven-year-old daughter comes in and shares whatever's on her mind. We call it the Kids' Corner, and here it is. What are the kids thinking? Time to find out in the Kids' Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, this is Naomi Shaw, and today we are going to talk about not watching TV every second of the day. Because if you watch TV every second of the day, your brain will get all mushy, and you'll forget everything. And you'll forget, like you won't get good at math, especially if you play video games. I would not like to see that. Instead of watching TV, you should play games outside, play with your friends, read a book, and have fun. Not just watching TV every single second of the day. That's it from Naomi's Corner. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, I reserve the right to play this back for her over and over and over again when we're watching TV because that coming out of my daughter's mouth is some good stuff right there. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Positively Dad. We appreciate it so much. You know, we release an episode like this one every Monday. 
And then every Thursday, we release one of our Dad Talk episodes where we just talk to a dad about being a dad. We've done seven of those, and it would be awesome if you went back and listened. Here's the other thing we would love. Would you rate us wherever you're listening to us? Five stars are our favorite. And if you'd leave a comment as well, it feels like in the last couple of weeks that this Positively Dad effort is starting to pick up steam and we're reaching more and more dads and we could really use your help in getting this message out. So if you like the episode, share it with people that you know, uh, inspire them to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and let's keep that Positively Dad movement going out there. Again, I thank you for listening, and we'll see you on Wednesday for a Dad Talk episode. Have a good one. Bye-bye.